Welcome to MikeyPod. This is episode 179. Today's guest is writer Isaac Oliver. He's got a new book out. It's called Intimacy Idiot. You should check it out. It's quite good. We'll be talking all about that. But first, I want to play you a track from my newly released remix album. My name is Michael Heron, by the way. If you want to check out that album, it's at shop.michaelheron.com. You can download it for free and um, also pay for other stuff. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but I want to play you a track from this. The first remix that came in uh, was from my friend Landon, Landon Knobloch. He is the founding member of the band Kaka. It's a trio. It's an interesting jazz synth saxophone ensemble. You'll hear from them later. I'm going to play a track from them. I may have played a track from them before. I can't remember. Uh, but for first, <laughs> I want to play this track from my remix album. Landon readed this song. The, um, the original name of it is When It Will Bloom. He remixed the title along with the track, When Will It Bloom? And uh, it's so great. I think he did an amazing job with this. So give it a listen and following this, we'll hear from Isaac Oliver.
Joining me now is Isaac Oliver, who's an award-winning playwright, author, and performer performer who hails from Baltimore, Maryland, and currently lives in New York City. His debut collection of essays, Intimacy Idiot, just came out like days ago uh, from Scribner. And his plays, and I'm not reading all that. If you can go to his <laughs> website, <laughs> IsaacOliver.com, to read the rest. I just want to start talking. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm really thrilled to be talking to you, especially after having the chance to read your book um, just a couple days ago. Well, so thank it's you. Fresh. Yeah, thank you. You read you read it on a plane. I did. Um, books. I I always feel like I don't like to read, and then I'll start reading something. I don't know. Uh, and a, right, reading on a plane is perfect because I can't escape. And like I had to pay thirty dollars exactly. if I wanted internet access. So I was stuck right. with your book. Um, well, I, I, I will, <laughs> I will glean whatever compliment that was. No, I'm um, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. I um, hope no one next to you, I hope no one next to you had brought food from home. <laughs> no, they didn't. I actually, I sort of had food from home. I'm not sure if this qualifies. I bought packaged food from uh, Trader Joe's to eat on the plane. Does that count as food from home? I, uh, that, that, that's a tough one. I haven't been presented with that yet. Yeah. Um, I, let me think about that. It's, it's, you know, <clears throat> I sort of draw the line at anything, like anything that wasn't purchased, like at the airport or on the plane. Like I, I sort of think the, the, you have to draw the line at like something that everyone like had the option to buy as well, you know? <laughs> and right. then, you know, like, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so the thing that I'll was funny. A, I'll give you a pass. I'll while, give you a pass. While I was reading that part, I was eating. Like, it was a big bag of trail mix that literally, like, I was like eating by the handful. <laughs> uh, it's more. It's more like the Tupperware. It's like it's like when they're like cracking open a Tupperware, you know, right. and there's like spring rolls and like things going on in there, and you're just, and and just just the smells from I don't know. And sauces. I'm just picturing sauces. It's for too much. Too much. It's horrifying. So um, should I? I love that this is the topic we're going into first. <laughs> how to? <yeah>. How, <laughs> I feel very strongly. Should I have offered some of my trail mix to the girl sitting next to me in spite of her like obvious body language when I sat, sat down of like, I'm going to pretend that you're not here? Like, <laughs> would that make it worse? No, no. I mean, it'll only make it worse. It'll, yeah. I mean, you know. You 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 know you you've already brought food from home on the plane like it's just I don't know like offering it to people like I don't know yeah unless yeah. you brought enough for everybody like the entire plane yeah <laughs> everyone just, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm in row thirty two of hummus <laughs> passing it out tubs of hummus. <laughs> Um, I have to say, your book I was surprised like I I know your work to be hilarious. Um, but I was really moved by a lot of the things in the book too. Oh, thank you. Is that like thank you very much? Am I alone in being surprised by that? Like, I, I granted, I know very little of your work. I think I heard you read at uh, Dead Darlings once, and I based Dead your Darlings and you, the, the wonderful <clears throat> Amanda Duarte. Yes, Dead Darlings. Um, well, I <clears throat> I don't think you're alone in that. I mean, I've I've heard I've heard several. Um, I think I've heard a lot of people having that reaction, which is, which is nice. I, you know, I, I, um, 
it's not like I sort of set out to be like, all right, now this is going to be moving or, you know, this is going to be, uh, more tender or this, you know, I, it's, it's more just, I, I think, um, I, I think comedic material, uh, needs to have some stakes to it. I mean, that's, that's sort of what makes it funny or, you know, makes, if there is a darker, a more serious edge to it. Um, I think that, that helps. And, um, and a lot of the guidance I got while I was writing the book was, you know, sort of fleshing out a lot of this. I mean, a lot, a lot of this material started as, you know, little, little, uh, pieces on a blog I had, you know, little vignettes and little, um, you know, just sort of dashed off quick stories. Um, and so part of the work of, you know, writing the book and adapting those pieces was sort of fleshing them out and giving them more of a foundation and trying to make, um, I don't know, make them, make them resonate a little, a little more. So, um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very pleased you had that reaction. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, it was nice. Like the, the way the, uh, train diaries kind of progressed. It felt like to me, now if I went back and read, I may not see the same, I might see a more clear timeline, but it felt like they were sort of, uh, I don't know if you would use, I don't know if snarky is the best word, but you know, like sort of those observations of annoyances and then suddenly yeah, these, yeah. like nice, like touching moments, which I really, it's one of the things I love about hating the subway, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. There are those really human things that happen that we wouldn't see elsewhere. Well, it's, it's truly crazy. I mean, and then the thing is like, if you just listen and engage with, um, your surroundings in New York. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, in, in no way am I the first person to like make these observations, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think you just can witness a- anything. And that is like, you know, ridiculous, crazy, like breastfeeding awareness week, you know, <laughs> accident. or, or like people who truly out of nowhere just start talking and have, you know, the most like devastating, weird, uh, poignant conversation. And, um, I've just been, you know, I, uh, was lucky that my iPod dies as frequently as it does. So I have to like sit there and, um, listen to people. (laughs) And yeah, it's funny, right. As you were saying that about your iPod being dead, it made me wonder if you intentionally ever go without it to like capture moments or is it, have they all been, Sort of it's accidental. sort of been accidental. I mean, but I'll see, like, you know, I, I, I actually like riding the subway. I, I, I hate ride, waiting for the subway. I hate waiting for the subway, but I like being on the subway. I think it's uh, just really meditative and really nice. And um, so, I'll, I, you know, I'll sort of be looking around or just, just try to be somewhat aware in the periphery of things that are happening. And so I, I will if I see something start to happen, you know, I'll, I'll pause, I'll pause the, the music and, um, just sort of eavesdrop and be a creep, um, <laughs> a little bit. And yeah, so it's, I wouldn't say it's intentional, but it, you know, it, um, I do, I do keep an eye out, um, for things that, that, that peak, peak my interest. Yeah. Um, I often, well, not often, there's moments when I'm stuck on the train. I live in Brooklyn, actually Windsor Terrace, which I was excited to see mentioned in the book. 
You live in Windsor Terrace? Yes. Oh my God, where? Uh, I live right over by um, McDonald and Fort Hamilton Parkway. Oh, okay. Which I was on, <clears throat> was on 17th Street and Prospect Park West. Oh, that's like the really sort of. cuter part of Windsor Terrace. <laughs> well, it was nice. It was nice. It was like the second apartment we looked. I mean, we were just so young. We, you know, we didn't know anything, and we just sort of went with. I think it was the second apartment we looked at, um, and yeah, what a neighborhood! So you were there when the Groper was there. Yes, and I running a, around. I had a so I love the phrase. I keep wanting to not give away jokes from your book. I was like, yeah, I have the same oh, feeling give that them you. Away. <laughs> like you can't grope, you can't grope the willing. No, you can't. You I can't. had the same. Like, come on, I've been walking around these streets late at night I for know, weeks just now, wandering the streets at night. Come on, no. <laughs> oh, the groper. <laughs> you mentioned learning so much from that, like from this whole process. I know this is a really broad question, but is there like yeah. an overarching lesson that you've learned from like putting out this book? I mean, because it's a big step in your career, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has been, this, this has been something I've been working towards for a few years now. Um, I mean, it started, like I said, as a blog and then I developed it into, uh, a, like a stage show that was sort of like a sketch night. Mm-hmm. Um, it was myself sort of narrating off to the side and then some actor friends, um, you know, played all the parts, including me. Um, and then Jason Egan, who runs Ars Nova, came and saw it and invited us to do it at Ars Nova. And then he really sort of shepherded me and and um, encouraged me to try and do it solo, you know, to, to sort of uh, develop this as, you know, my, my actual, you know, creative writing, creative output. And so um, he then came my director and so we at ours nova you know developed the material further and in these solo even i mean they aren't quite solo evenings because i have a, a wonderful actor who uh, performs with me as well um, and he reads all the supporting characters but yeah a lot of the material is stuff i've been sort of honing over the last several years and um i'd always you know wanted it to be a book i and, and um it, I've just been very lucky. I've been very lucky. So I, I'm sorry, I'm not answering your question. But That's the, okay. the, the, I think, I think the, the lesson, I don't know. I don't, I know there is a lesson <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm learning it slowly, but I don't know that I'll know what it was. I mean, I've, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned about, um, sort of, and, um, and uh, protectiveness. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's something I feel like the stories are embarrassing and intimate and and um, not always flattering of myself. But I, I I I've learned a great deal about you know the importance of a sense of humor and uh, perspective and that you can laugh at pretty much anything and that there's great. Um, there, there's, there's healing powers to, to laughter and to, um, 
I don't know, be, being able, being able to own, own, own what happened to you in that way, you know, um, sort of recalibrating it as a joke, you know, is, is a way of owning things that happened to you and the, and the things that hurt you. And, um, and there, and there's great restorative power in, you know, being in front of an audience and, you know, reading these stories and hearing men laugh and you just feel, I don't know, you, you, you feel lifted up and, and, um, I don't know. It's wonderful. So, um, but I mean, it, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, now it's out there on a broader platform and I've been very blessed to, you know, to perform in front of really loving, warm crowds, but now it's out there and, you know, it's starting to get around on the internet and, you know, I'm getting all sorts of weird, you know, comments and Goodreads things. And, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to have to, uh, shield myself a bit because it is, it is a very personal book. And, um, I, I am realizing that I'm opening myself up for lots of, um, I don't know what the right word is like commentary. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I've just, that's the lesson that's in front of me now is how, how to, how to navigate that and sort of protect myself from, um, from from that the, the the internet sort of burning burning days. I don't know. Yeah, I I follow what you're saying. Just when you mentioned Goodreads, I was like, oh God. Like everyone now has a platform to like tell you what they think. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Oh, Amazon. Yeah. I mean content, and, and, like, yeah. and Yeah, and and it's and it's completely, I mean, they, they sort of fire it off and it, and it comes right to me, you know, which is hilarious. I mean, I've, I've already turned off the Google alerts, um, <laughs> because it's just, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it comes right to you now, which is, which was something, I mean, it, I'm not unfamiliar with that. When I had, when I had my blog, I mean, it was actually one of the things I loved about having the blog was that you, you know, I, I had such an immediate, um, audience for my writing, you know, I'd post a story or an entry and, and I, and I begin to hear responses immediately. I mean, both positive and negative and the negative things were, you know, hard and I, I roll with it, but you know, the, the positive things were lovely. And, um, I don't know. I, I've, I've said this a bunch, but like, you know, writing with, an awareness of an audience has, has been, um, I has, has really shaped me as a writer and helped shape my voice and the way I, um, approach a story. Um, that, that has been, oh, in, in the last, you know, four or five years working on this material is, and then, uh, that having, having an audience that close to it, you know, sort of just a step away from the piece from the pieces was actually really helpful. I mean, I feel, I feel, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, you still write with like a safe distance. I don't feel, um, too terribly exposed, but we'll see. We'll see what the internet comes up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm but, sure like, yeah. And the internet will give you all it's got. Yeah. Yeah, we should wrap it up soon, but I want to ask really quickly about the reading at Joe's Pub. I was so sad I had to meet it. I was on the aforementioned plane. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Groff, what was the story? What was happening? Jonathan, Jonathan Groff. Oh, my God. 
be still my beating heart. Well, I, I had been in touch with him a little bit beforehand because I, I sent a book to him. I sent a copy of the book to him through a friend who was in Hamilton with him. And, um, so we were corresponding a bit and I invited him to the show and, uh, and I knew he was coming. Uh, and then my director, I announced to me, reached out to him and said, do you, do you feel about surprised? Um, coming up and read and reading a piece in the show. So he, he did, he did at, at the, <laughs> the show. Wait, and, and was that a, a, a surprise to you? Well, I knew he was coming. I knew he was coming to the show because he bought tickets. And then I knew there was like a surprise that like there was, there was like a slot near the end where like when we were intact, you know, they, they were sort of doing weird things with the lights and like the sound. And I was sort of like, what, what's happening? You know, I didn't, um, but I didn't want to try to piece it together too. You know, I, I was, uh, I was excited about it. And so when he came up, you know, I, I was, um, it was, it was just, a, it was absolute delight. And he was so, he was great. I mean, you know, he did a cold read of this, you know, big long piece and with me and, you know, he was wonderful. Um, and, and very kind to me after, and oh my God, he's just, he's, you know, I can't even, I'm just like, like my heart is beating. Um, oh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a really fun night. It was a really fun. Yeah. Oh, it sounds uh, so amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, it was a good time. all right. I have to wrap this thing up as much as I hate to do it. Um, thanks so okay, much for well, being on the podcast and I got to say all of your stuff, uh, Isaac Oliver.com. Um, also mm-hmm. your, um, Mrs. Pine t- Tumblr. I love it so much. Oh, oh, thank you. Thanks so much. I just really love it. Uh, so look for that. <laughs> uh, Isaac Oliver.com. The book is called intimacy is idiot and you can just get it anywhere. Go to, go to a bookstore. They'll, they'll be happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was so ashamed. Everyone was posting their pictures, and I bought it on my iPad. So I was going to well, take a picture fine. of my. I, I'm sure it's fine, but like, I don't want to take a picture of that and put it on Instagram. That's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think I'll do it. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all good. Thank you. Thanks for that assurance. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks for being for on the podcast. Me. And um. Yeah, and I guess thanks again. I'll talk to you soon.
From their album Stellar Power, that was Kaka with Replicant Lover. The front man of that band is Landon Knobloch, who I mentioned before, and I promised I would play Kaka at the end, and I keep my promises. I hope you enjoyed the show. Isaac Oliver, thank you so much for being my guest today. Definitely check out his book, Intimacy Idiot, wherever fine books are sold, digitally or physically, analog. It's late. I'm putting this podcast up, so I'll have it fresh ready to go and it's getting worse the longer I talk so I'm gonna wrap it up uh, Michael Heron is my name you can check me out at michaelheron.com check out my new remix album or any of my other stuff I'd love it if you'd check it out say hello if you've been listening to this podcast since 2005 when it started make yourself known I'd love to hear from you <laughs> next week uh, I'll have another guest Scott <laughs> that's all I got talk to you later